TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in to News Talk 830 WCCO, the Lake Show live from the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How y'all doing? Everybody good? Twins off tonight. I'm with you guys until 9 p.m. We got plenty of things that we're going to discuss and talk about. A couple of different guests uh, coming up here. We'll get into the Twins. Uh, We have an apology to Nick Gordon from a guest at 630. Uh, We'll talk plenty of Vikings with Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. He's coming up at 7.05. And then I have a dear friend who actually got their start with their business originating out of the Minnesota State Fair. But look, when we talk Minnesota State Fair, at least for me, the experience is about the food. I'm not somebody that's going get, to get on any of the rides. My man's like, I got you. Like he's, You got a beverage back there, sir? You finished it already. I'm all right. You finish two. He says he finished two. He's going to finish three at some point, right? All right, but I'm a food guy, and I have the, the things that are my go-tos, okay? So my go-tos typically, and I'll try different things, right? You, there's a lot of unique items out here at the fair every year, but you got to have a bucket of Sweet Martha's, right? You got you to have a bucket. My man's got a bucket. You sharing or you hogging the bucket? Oh, you're hogging it. I see what you're doing. Share with your buddy, man. Share with your buddy. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good right now. I, my, oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you trying because I'm going to try something here in a second live on the radio. So Sweet Martha's, love getting a bucket. Got to get the cheese curds, right? Um, beyond that, you got get the, uh, the fresh uh, French fries. And the other go-to's. Beyond the cheese curds, the sweet Martha's, you got to get a pronto pup. It's, it's, it, you know. I don't do the milk with the cookies. I just eat a, a bucket like my man's doing. I just hoard a whole bucket of cookies. That's what I do, right? Um, beyond that, the mini donuts. I love the mini donuts. Those are awesome. But those are like the basics. So every single year there's something that's unique. There's something that's different. And we are going to kick off the show actually trying out something that everybody's talking about. So this is my first year or first show this year at the fair. I'm here today. I'll be here on Monday, Labor Day, leading up to the Twins game. So I haven't dived into anything yet. But we have Tristan Ukmar from Rick's Pizza, and everybody's been talking about this pizza. It's the dill pickle pizza. Have you guys heard about this? Has everybody tried it? You've tried it. Thumbs up. All right, so th- this is, we're going to try it here in a second. And, and, and Tristan, thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Give him a round of applause. Popular pizza. He brought over 
some za, and I'll share it with you guys. I get the first slice. But this is the deal, okay? I'm sure it's going to be awesome. We got people vouching for the pizza. It's going to be interesting to me that a lot of people are talking about a dill pickle pizza when people love to hate on pineapple on pizza. And I'm not one of those guys. I love pineapple on pizza. I love it. So it's kind of interesting that all of a sudden we're with the, uh, the dill pickle. But tell us a little bit about the origin of doing this pizza. Well, it was something, uh, 2019, one of our bigger events, uh, Calgary Stampede. They have a you know, real big food viewing, viewing every Canadian football team, yep. <laughs> and uh, it was just it was an idea tossed around in the, in the, the winter of 2018. So what can we do something different? And kind of came up with pickles. And fall of, uh, our spring of 2019, started making pizza with pickles and tried a few different sauces, different kind of, you know, different layers and everything, kind of everything like that. And then came up with this probably about the third or fourth time after, you know, Probably about months of trial and error. Really? And this was uh, this was the home run here. So wait, so so this is the result of trying it out about three or four different times. Yeah, it was from probably from about February till May, June. It took us to get this right. Okay, all right. So you said you you started trying it out in 2019. Yes. That was the first version of it, right? Yes. All right, the first version. So was there a lot of trying and trying to perfect it? During the course of the pandemic, uh, actually no. The, after, you had it done the, already yeah, by we then. Had, we had it. We, we we tried it out the the spring of 2019. The the three or four different you know sauces we came up with were all good. Okay. I just kept saying, what can we do to make this better? What can we do to make it better? And then finally came up with this homemade dill sauce that we make. And okay. It's the, uh, it's the winner. That one stuck from from summer of 2019 till now, and then for years to come. All right, so talk about the popularity of the pizza. I mean, clearly you've made it to the great Minnesota get-together, so how did you get here? Oh, it's uh, about 20 years of applying into here. Actually, my father was in here for probably about 15, 16 years with a, with a funnel cake. Okay. And uh, applied for about 20 years of the pizza, and it was always, you know, pizza isn't a fair item. Pizza isn't, a, uh, you hear isn't, that? isn't profitable. Really? Well, I can tell you, we... Uh, we changed some minds this year. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you guys. All right, so so this is your first time here, and you said 20 years. You tried getting in here about 20 times. Yeah, it was a. Uh, like, so what was the selling point this time? What was so different about this year? Uh, honestly, it wasn't even the pickle pizza that got us. It was more just you know the, the like we, we do some of the you know bigger events around North America. Have a lot of a lot of good references, and so we came in here this year and. You know, of course, we, we pushed the pickle pizza real hard on the new food, and the state fair, their media department did a real good job, you know, pr- like advertising the pickle pizza months prior to this. And then once you got here, all the news outlets, like you guys and the other, you know, Fox Nine, all them, it was just from there and social media, I and mean, you see what it turned into. How does how do you feel about all that the media exposure? Uh, you gotta love it. I'm not a big media fan. Like, I'm, oh, you're not a big media I guy. I don't like being on camera. You're talking to stuff. me though. <laughs> yeah, I don't like being. On I'm just camera messing with you. Confused, but no, it definitely. <laughs> Business-wise, it's, it's great. It helps. All right, how big of a crew you got uh, rolling with you here at the uh, State Fair? Uh, we've got eight guys in there. Eight guys? And then my father and myself. Okay. There's ten of us. Okay. My mom actually flies in tomorrow. So So this is – so how many years overall would you say that you've been here? Here in Minnesota? Yeah. Yep. Oh, God, it was – I got them sweating. <laughs> 14, 15 years? 14, 15 years. Uh, All right, so w- what are your thoughts on the, uh, the great Minnesota get-together? Oh, this is, this is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, in North America. Around the world, really. I, a, that's a awesome. And that, that's good to hear, man. I've been to a couple of state fairs. I've been to the Texas State Fair. Uh, this is back when I was a kid. Indiana State Fair. Indiana State Fair was no, it wasn't fun at all. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's awesome to hear. So this is by far the best state fair that you've been to. 
Oh, yeah. Hands yeah, this down. Is, this is hands down, you know, the, the best. Wisconsin, Calgary, they're right up there with it. But this is, I mean. No, no, no. We don't say Wisconsin's right up there with it. We don't, we don't acknowledge those people on the other side. But, you know, the, the best. Wisconsin, Calgary, they're right up there with it. But this is, I mean. No, no, no. We don't say Wisconsin's right up there with it. We don't, we don't acknowledge those people on the other side. <laughs> you, can't, you can't compare it much to Minnesota. Minnesota's, right, Minnesota's better. own animal. That's so. better. That's better. All right. You're from Sarasota, right? Florida. Yes, Sarasota, Florida. Give it up for Sarasota. Mesa, that's quite the ways to travel to bring us pizza. Yeah. All right, so so J Lo, you said you're not gonna you're not gonna try a slice. Why don't you ask Tristan a question while I try a slice live on air? Sorry, gotta get my mic on here. Gotta get uh, settled here. So, dill pickles, dill pickles on a pizza. Um, Henry talked about pineapple on a pizza. What was the the main impetus for 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 dill, and do you do you combine it with other things? Do you do a dill pepperoni, do you, uh, pickle pepperoni? Do you do a pickle uh, sausage? Do you do anything with the pickles on on there? Um, we uh, I make this pizza at home for friends of mine too. They all every time I'm home, I get to make us a pizza, make us a pizza. I've done it with uh, like a like a spicy ranch before, like a sriracha ranch. I've done it with bacon before. It's a uh, there's, there's a couple different things we've done before, and it's. Are you sure you don't want any of this? This I'm is sure. awesome. I'm sure, man. This is super good. So, you so, want a piece? I'll get you a piece. So what do you do for the base? Do you do just a generic uh, marinara? Do you do an Alfredo? No, no, no. The, the base actually is a it's a, home, it's a homemade creamy dill sauce that we make. And that's a, that's, what, that's what a lot of the trial and error was, was. We knew it was getting mozzarella cheese. We knew it was getting dill pickle chips. It was a sauce. We started with a, we started with an olive oil pesto sauce, like a garlic oil sauce. We started three or four different sauces and then came around to, you know, some kind of like a, like a creamy dill. So we just started throwing a bunch of stuff together, mixing stuff up, and this is what we came up with. All right, before we go to break, and I appreciate you bringing the, the pizza over, and I think that everybody's going to enjoy it that wants to try a slice. I know they're going to go fast, but will this be a staple here at the Minnesota State Fair for years to come? You know, I've heard it all this week. You know, I guess we're coming for, we're coming for, for Sweet Martha's. We're coming for the title. You come. Oh, wow. He threw down the gauntlet. He was like, we're coming for the title. Sweet Martha's. Don't quote me on those that. Oh, very, don't quote you. You just said on the radio. What are you talking are, about? Those are some bold words, sir. Some like very bold halfway, words. Halfway, they'd be happy with halfway. <laughs> All right. Well, Tristan, Ukmar, I, mean, I appreciate it from Rick's Pizza. Thanks for stopping out, and thanks for bringing us the Zai. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I want to get into, uh, well, the Gophers play tonight, right? The Golden Gophers play New Mexico State and Jerry Kill. Um, I got some thoughts on Jerry Kill because he's making himself really, really look bad with the way that he's treating P.J. Fleck. We'll get into that next year on the Lake Show on CCO. Live from the Minnesota State Fair here on News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm out here sharing the dill pickle pizza with people. I see people still eating it. Thumbs up. It's good, huh? It's good. You're already gone? Oh, no, you're sharing it. You're sharing it. I'm just having fun with you. I'm just having fun. And my man, he started sharing his his sweet Martha's. Look, that's going to be quite the ordeal there. Like, I love pizza, but, man, Sweet Martha's is at the top of the list, J-Lo. 
for all of the items that I love here at the fair. I'm just going to say this. That was I said this in the last segment's bold se- bold statement. You come at the queen. You, you best, best not miss. miss. Yes, yes. Omar from the Wire. Yeah, yes. I I think that right now, and it's been this way for years. The top of the list is Sweet Martha's. Okay, and then after that, you've got the mini donuts. You got the cheese curds. You got the fries. It, it's I just got them on a level that nobody else is at. But I will say this. There's one thing that's been out here for a long, long time that I've never tried, ever, and it's right by us. Guess what it is? I'm going to say Pronto Pups. The, the, I've never had the deep, you good? Yep, 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 you're welcome. Uh, the deep fried candy bars. Oh, never had the deep fried okay. candy bars. Oh, okay. yeah, we're coming to you next in about 15 minutes. So I've never had that. All right, but let's talk about tonight's football game between the Minnesota Golden Gophers season opener at Huntington Bank Stadium. They will be facing New Mexico State and former head coach Jerry Kill. And the reason why I bring this up is because there's such a controversy surrounding P.J. Fleck and Jerry Kill's relationship. And I think the number one thing that everybody is thinking about tonight isn't about whether the Golden Gophers will win the football game. They're 36 and a half. Is, is that the correct line? 36 and a half point favorites? I'll have to look that up. So they're going to win the game. I watched New Mexico State lose last week. They're bad. Like, that's a bad, bad football team. So to me, it's just a matter of how many points the Gophers win by. But that's not what everybody is wondering or concerned with, they are wondering, will P.J. Fleck and Jerry Kill shake hands? Will they be nice to each other? Will they be cordial? And it sounds like P.J. is going to extend his hand to Jerry Kill. Now, will be will Jerry Kill be receptive to shaking his hand? And when I, when I think about this, let's just go back in time to when Jerry Kill was here. Met Jerry Kill multiple times when he was the head coach for the University of Minnesota. And actually, when I was in Kansas City, and he had left the Gophers, and then he resurfaced at Rutgers, and then he went to K-State, he was on my show weekly when he was a part of the staff at K-State. Nice guy. At least that's what I thought. I feel like Jerry Kill has totally ruined his reputation here lately. Not just here in Minnesota, specifically here in Minnesota, J-Lo, but more so just ruining how people view him in terms of getting over losing a job. What transpired with him here in Minnesota was very unfortunate because he had the seizure stuff and all of that. I totally get all of that, okay? Um, and he didn't, he didn't win enough to maintain the job. But at the end of the day... It doesn't do him any good to continue to hold a grudge against the new coach here at the U because it makes you look bad. It makes you look petty to all the people here in Minnesota. Am I wrong about that? Well, I think there's another circumstance to it. It's not just the fact that Jerry Kill lost a job in an unfortunate circumstance. It's not just the fact that he probably still wishes he was still the coach here. Of course. It was what P.J. Flex said about 
the quote-unquote culture of the program and having to turn it around and kill taking that extremely personally. He took that personal. I understand grudges. I got grudges. I, I, I ain't going to have anyone be, behold anyone to not having a grudge. That's fine. That makes a good drama. But sometimes you got to say, okay, when is enough enough? And so are we to that point where even though he felt slighted personally by P.J. Fleck, should he let it go at this point? That's the question that, that I think a lot of people have is, what's the time to let it go? Is it good business from a PR perspective, though, to continue to carry a grudge this long about culture, about a very insignificant comment like that? Like, it's one thing to take something personal, but it's not as though P.J. If somebody wants to take something personal, if I'm P.J., I'm upset that he talked about his first wife. Remember he made the comment, remember Jerry Carroll, he made the comment about his first marriage. If I'm PJ, I'm upset about that. If I'm PJ, I might want to punch him when I see him on the football field tonight. Seriously, you, why are you talking about my family? Why are you talking about my ex-wife? That's off limits. If you want to keep it football, keep it football. But, but for him to, to talk about he took it personal about culture, I think that he made it much more personal when he brought – other people into it yeah and that's when again it's not just too far of how long does it, do you hold this but it's also who do you bring into it you usually don't bring the kids into it you leave don't kids bring, out of it you don't bring the spouse into it yep. you don't bring you know the parents into it you, it's you got you got to keep it one-on-one yeah and so kill did not do that and so he's probably at fault for that pj didn't say the right thing, in my opinion, when he talked about because it wasn't like Jerry Kill had a bad culture. He didn't have a lot of pe- – this wasn't Miami Miami of the ni- late 1980s. You know, this wasn't yep. – uh, he wasn't paying players like SMU in the 80s. He did not win at a level that was – even at the level that P.J. Fleck has been winning, but it wasn't a bad program. The way that I view it, though, ultimately, Jonathan, is that he might not like the comment about culture – that's one thing. Do I view what PJ said as disrespectful? No. Do I view what Jerry Kill said about PJ's ex-wife as disrespectful? Absolutely. That is off limits. So I think that one thing is saying something that maybe you don't appreciate, maybe you don't like, but another thing was flat-out disrespectful, and I think that Jerry Kill should get over it. But we'll see tonight what happens. I believe that the Gophers win by at least 30, because I'm telling you right now, I watched that late game last weekend, and New Mexico State was absolutely horrible. So we'll see what happens at the bank. New Mexico State is a bad program. They've been a bad program for a while, and I'll just say this. We might know who's the better coach tonight by who has the better right cross. You know, left hook, right cross, you know. I'm rolling with with PJ all day long, all day long. (laughs) All right, speaking of apologies – because Jerry Kill, I believe, should give P.J. Fleck an apology. We're going to get a live up here on the stage, on the porch, apology from Twins reporter, from Access Twins, Brandon Warren's going to apologize to one Nick Gordon. That's next here. Henry Lake, live from the Minnesota State Fair. Brandon Warren's going to apologize to one Nick Gordon. That's All right, welcome back to the Lake Show here at the Minnesota State Fair. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Let's talk some twins here for the next couple of segments. 
Brandon Warren from Access Twins joins me here on the uh, WCCL porch. Welcome to the great Minnesota get-together. How you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad. It's my first time here in four or five years, so pretty excited. It's been that long. Yeah, 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 but, you know, it's a great atmosphere. It's good end of the summer. It's pretty awesome. What is your favorite fair food? Uh, honestly, I don't really have one. I, really? I just kind of, I mean, the, we're right next to the cookies. I got the, I got the go-tos. Yeah, I mean, mine is Sweet Martha's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got to be proximity, though. I mean, it's it's literally... Right next to you guys here. So I think that's the But I'm talking about on a day where you're just kind of like walking all around. Because I'll make the rounds. Like after the show is over, I'm going to walk up to the the food building and probably get some cheese curds. Literally whatever I see. I, I'm kind of like. <laughs> he a, just eats everything. I'm a, He's well, like Mikey. Remember the commercial? Mikey, real. Mikey, Mikey. For real. Yeah, no, whatever I walk <laughs> upon. I, I, try, I don't have too much of a plan when I come up here. And that's why uh, <laughs> I got on the bus a little late. So I'm glad I made it on time. <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate you coming out. All right, so one of the reasons why I wanted to have <laughs> Brandon on is because, and I don't know how this originated, but you got to tell me how this originated, but you've been very, I guess you could say, critical of Nick Gordon, okay? <laughs> Nick Gordon, yeah. and in the last, let's just say, year and a half, mm-hmm. Nick Gordon's looked pretty decent. He's, you know, he's making... I'm not going to say believers of people, but he actually he has, is making no, people into believers of, of, his, of his talent. Including me. Now, now it doesn't – I'm not going to sit here and say that Nick Gordon is the player that we all expected him to be, right? Because he was a first-round pick. He was fifth overall, right, 2014. And a lot of good guys taken after him. Yeah. So, so but – there's always the but. Mm-hmm. Nick Gordon is balling right now. So, you have been, I think, at the front of the line of being critical of Nick Gordon – and I said, well, it's your time to apologize to Nick Gordon. So, Brandon, you have the floor. Well, you said he's balling out, and that's fair. No, I, I didn't really think I was all that unfair, and I never tagged him. I never s- said any bad words because you know me. He blocked you, though, right? But he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so. You said something. Nick Gordon blocked you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I just thought I didn't really see it. You know, skinny guy like that, he's real athletic, but I thought the bat would get knocked out of his hands. Doesn't have a real defensive home, but guys can make that work. Yeah. I mean, Michael Kadire did it for a long time before he became a fixture in right field. But I just didn't see it. Not enough walks, not enough power, and he's he's made me close my mouth here for the last uh, couple months, honestly. So, Nick Gordon, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Say apologize. I want you to apologize because the mod bad, and, uh, you know, I'm so- Come on, man. Give, give him a good apology. Come on now. Well, um... Don't pull a Deshaun Watson. We don't do that up here. All right. Uh, I'm dumb. You're smart. I, <laughs> no. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a contributor on what's a pretty good baseball team, and that shouldn't be overlooked. Again, fifth overall. I think he went ahead of, like, Trey Turner, who's a superstar. See get. how he's, he's, he's trying to weasel nah, out of the apology. I was, Look at I was wrong. I was wrong. And See, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I was wrong. And, the, the value that he brings is going to be that he can play everywhere. Good teams, like Rocco comes from Tampa Bay, yeah. they got guys who can play everywhere. The Dodgers have guys who can play everywhere. If you are going to have a good team, you need that mainstay who can fill in wherever you got injuries, and that's been him this season. And we've all been wrong. Like, when you sit in this seat and you watch sports, you're going to be right on a bunch of guys. You're going to be wrong on some guys. You know one of the number one guys I was wrong on? I didn't think James Harden was going to be any good coming out of Arizona State. I didn't. I didn't like his game. I was like James Harden, uh, like I don't. I don't get it. I don't get. And he's 
a Hall of Famer. He's gonna. He's a future Hall of Famer. Well, I think you were in KC when this happened, but the Twins designated or um, Oswaldo Arcia, and I thought that was going to be the next David Ortiz. Anyway, he bounces around from a few teams. He plays in the international leagues, and I think he's literally not on a team right now. So I've had my share of misses with my hits. So, yeah, we uh, all do. We yeah. all do. No question be, about it. Got to be humbled. All right, so let, let's talk about what the team is doing right now. They lost last night. Um, they didn't get the sweep against Boston, but they won five consecutive games before that. Um, when you look at the season to this particular point, what Twins player – take Nick Gordon out of it, okay? <laughs> what Twins player – has surprised you the most of the guys that are new to the team? Jose Miranda, if you're talking about a rookie, uh, just the way he flipped that switch. Because when he was sent out, which was literally like a day, he completely became a different ball player. He's reliable at first. He's reliable at 30. He's been DHing a lot lately because they've needed help there. But he has turned into a middle-of-the-order bat where he takes very, very good plate appearances. So he's not... He's one of those guys, he reminds me of Eddie Rosario. He's unflappable at the plate. He gets down 0-2 on borderline pitches, and he's still going to grind for two, three more pitches and get his. So I've been really, really impressed by Jose Miranda. I've been impressed because you're right. Like, he came up, he had a couple of hits, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, well, they figured him out. He started to struggle a little bit. He goes down, he comes back up, and he's been like – He's been brilliant since. He, he's, he's been a gamer, and he's been clutch. Yep. That's the thing that I love yep. about Jose Miranda. Is he's been, it's not like the moments have been too big for him. Mm-hmm. Jose Miranda is like, he's looking at everybody, and he's like, I'm built for this. I'm, re- I'm ready for, for you know, the big leagues. It's a game of adjustments, and he wants to be that guy. Yeah. you got to have that mentality if you're going to hit in the middle of an order because you, there's so much failure in the game that you need to overcome that, and he, he's set up to do that. Okay. We're talking to Brandon Warren, talking Twins, Access Twins, here on the uh, the Lake Show live from the Minnesota State Fair. Now, I hate to say this, but I'm resigned to this fact that Byron Buxton just might be a guy that's always going to miss a bunch of games. I, I hate to I hate to to think that, but look at the sample size. Mm-hmm. Buxton's a phenomenal, extremely talented baseball player. He misses a lot of games. He gets hurt a lot. So. I mean, you, you have to just call it for what it is. I think that's the reason why the money that he got paid I thought was fine because if he's on the open market and he's not injury prone, mm-hmm. he gets a lot more money. We, we, we agree on that, right? Yeah. Like he, he, he gets quite a, a bit. A, quite a bit more money. Yeah. So I'm fine with the contract, and I think that I've settled into the, the just the mental state that he's going to miss games Every single year. When I say miss games, I'm not talking about just rest days. I'm talking about being injured. Yeah, two weeks here or there. A good comparison is George Springer, who signed with Toronto and uh, somewhat injury prone himself. He's been on the shelf a bit, but he got, I think, six years and $25 million per. And Buxton got, what, seven and like 17 plus incentives based on MVP finishes. And if he, the way he plays, finishes anywhere in the top 10 of an MVP, you know that this Twins team will be going places. So, very brilliantly structured contract. But, yeah, you're right. We've seen stars at times where you're like, oh, that guy becomes a superstar with one more jump. Well, for Buxton, that's health. And maybe it's not his fault. In fact, I suspect it's not. Yeah. But, um, you know, you can't play in bubble wrap either. So uh, they got a plan for that. they got to have a capable backup and all that. So that's what they've kind of needed to do. But when he's on the field, he's electric. All right, so l- let me ask you this question because we this actually this happened months ago. Um, and everybody was depressed about it. But I never asked you the question about this. We never talked about this on air. We never talked about this via text or mm-hmm. on, on the phone. 
But the Royce Lewis situation, okay, he tore the ACL again. Personally, I thought it was a mistake to put him in in, mm-hmm. in the outfield. I, I, I just didn't – like, to me, when you're talking about a big league guy and you say that – and you identify him as your, your stud shortstop, they should have left him there. I, I, I feel like – I feel like the Twins, in a, in a small way, kind of caved to fan pressure. Like – Hearing, oh, go have him play, you know, three, four different versatility this, versatility. And now you're stuck in a spot where Correa's going to opt out, right? Yep. Now, now, do I think there's a chance that he could return? There's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But you actually really need him to return now because Royce is not going to be ready for next year. Your thoughts on just that situation when it happened? What were your thoughts then? And have you changed your mind now? Well, when they- it's not going to be ready for next year. Your thoughts on just... That situation, when it happened, what were your thoughts then, and have you changed your mind now? Well, when they sent him out to St. Paul, which was a very controversial thing, I think he only played like nine or ten games and moved around, and then they brought him back, and what did it last, three innings? And then the next day, I think Correa went on the injured list, and it's like, oh, that would have been the opportunity to get him in at short. That was when he got COVID. I don't think they're doing him uh, dirty. I don't know if that's an appropriate phrase, but um, by having him move around, the issue is in season. He's already got he's got a lot of moving parts in his swing. You're making him make a lot of adjustments on the fly. Don't add any more. And that was an issue for me. But he could have ran into the fence yeah. at any time. I just think it was a situation where um and and we got twins fans sitting here. It felt like twins fans, okay? Mm-hmm. A bunch of not all twins fans, but a bunch of twins fans said Royce Lewis is so good, we gotta have him out there. Just put him out there anywhere. And it doesn't work like that. Like, it just doesn't. And, look, was it kind of a, a freakish thing? Yeah, but was some of it just playing a different position in the big leagues? For like, sure. you're covering a bunch of ground. Like, that's Buxton territory. <laughs> He's not used to that. He's used to playing in the infield. So, I just kind of – I still go back to that, and I look at that, and I'm still a little bit bummed out by it. Yeah, I think the fall league was really the only time he'd played center, and he's missed so many games in so many years. It's just it's asking a lot of him, and I thought that was unfair. I understood it from a logistical standpoint, kind of, but, again, you really can't argue with the results being a negative. Yep. All right, um, Talking Twins with Brandon Warren from Access Twins. We'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, continue the Twins conversation before we transition at the top of the hour and talk Minnesota Vikings with Matthew Collar. That next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back. Henry Lake at the Minnesota State Fair. We're talking twins with Brandon Warren from Access Twins. We'll talk Vikings here at the top of the hour. But I wanted to ask you about um, – who, who did I say I wanted to ask you about? Tyler Malley. Yeah, t- t- Tyler Malley. Yeah. Now, I like the acquisition. Mm-hmm. We know that he's a talented pitcher. Mm-hmm. We know that there's been some hiccups there in terms of start, stop, start, stop. If this guy is healthy for the rest of the way, how much of a difference maker can he be? Massive. He's he's probably the guy who starts game, I would say, two. They really like Sonny. And obviously both coming from Cincinnati, there's some familiarity there. But uh, for me, he'd probably start one. But I think the veteran respect gives Sonny Gray the, the leg up. I but, like Sonny. But getting Malley out of Cincinnati was huge because he's got like a career of six ERA there. It's such a small ballpark. And so to get him in target field, which is still fairly – you know, spacious, 
I, uh, I, th- I thought that was a great move. I wasn't married to any of the prospects, although Spencer Steer got called up today. So, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I, I, it was based on your feed. You retweeted or something. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I saw that. Early this morning, so you must have been up already. I was up. I had, I had to run somewhere, yeah. Yeah, grinding. Yeah, yeah. grinding, grinding. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I, I thought they did a good job, too, because you know how they are with years of control. They always want guys they're going to have longer than just yep. now. With Fulmer, they gave up you know, a prospect that they weren't too excited about for, for the rest of the year. But they wanted Nally for this and next year. Yep. They wanted Lopez for, I think he's got two more years. And so... It, you'll always be able to figure out what these guys are going to do. They just, where they zigged when they usually zag was actually adding a whole bunch of players. They, they haven't really done that before. So that was, uh, I thought it was great. What, what about, what, what's going on with Joe Ryan? Because, look, that wasn't a typical Joe Ryan start. Look, I, I'm a fan. I think the kid's got great stuff. Um, we know he's got swagger. We know he's got confidence. Mm-hmm. But he's looked a little shaky here lately. I think he's lived by the fastball, die by the fastball. And we've seen guys do that. Jake Odorizzi, very, very good number three, four starter. And I think in a good rotation, that's where you'd want Joe Ryan. This Twins rotation, still in transition. I think he was your number one, number two. I mean, he started on opening day, right? So the, the transition period where he's kind of still learning the league, the league is learning him, he's really a fastball guy. Uh, there's going to be hiccups. This Boston Red, Red Sox offense is pretty solid, so... I, I'm not too worried, but, yeah, there's definitely been that lull that we used to see with, uh, with Jose Barrios. We've talked about that before, that midseason, late-season lull. It's a, it's a long season. All right, let's talk about Carlos Correa because you can't talk about the Twins without right. talking about him. What do you make of his season? Because I'll be honest, I've expected a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we know he can play. We know he's a champion. We know that he's one of the best players in Major League Baseball. He hasn't lived up to the money so far. So let's focus on the positives first. He is an absolute cannon at shortstop. But beyond that, it's been a weird season for shortstops who signed last offseason. Marcus Semien's had a tough year. Uh, Corey Seager started off kind of slow. Trevor Story's not having that great of a year. And so to view it in that context, it's a little more understandable. But, yeah, what I keep coming back to is what's Carlos Correa's signature moment this season? And Gio Urshela has more signature moments this season by a long shot. That double the other night, I mean, that that's one, and that's probably more than Correa's had. So defensively, he's good. It's an upgrade from Polanco. And even, I mean, Simmons was so bad last year, it's hard not to upgrade. But um, the arm, I keep falling back on, is like the general positive. But, uh, yeah, $35 million, that's a lot for a guy to be good rather than great. All right, so real quickly here, we're going to kind of do this on the fly. A little production. I know that Dennis is back at the station listening. <laughs> um, I saw the coolest thing in Major League Baseball last night. Okay, The coolest thing that I've seen in Major League Baseball this entire season was what took place with the Mets. Go ahead and play the music, Dennis. The I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the Edwin Diaz intro, hey, turn it up a little bit. Oh, yes. And then when the trumpets come on, this song is called Narco. And they had the actual trumpet guy was at the game last night. All right, turn it up. About to hit right here. This is the coolest thing last night. I'm jumping ahead. I'm a little early. This was the Major League Baseball has to do more of yes. this. Yes. So 
everybody talks about baseball is to let the music ride out, let it play a little bit longer. They say baseball is for old people. How do we get young people? When this happened last night and you had the actual musician in the ballpark playing the trumpet live, that's the coolest thing all year long. Yeah, as a, a trumpet player in high school, I respect that sound. We've seen some cool closer entrances. Remember Fernando Rodney? Yeah. Back in the day, that was really cool. And I mean, even Jorge, sorry, Jorge Lopez, yes, has a good one too. But this is on another wavelength. Just absolutely incredible. This is how you get younger fans, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing was, how did they know there was going to be a save? Or maybe he's been at a few games preparing for this. But, yeah, the save situation doesn't happen every night, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty awesome. Brandon, um, I appreciate you coming out, man. You bet. Thanks so much. What is going to be the one thing that you're going to buy before you get out of here? Well, my wife is pregnant, so cookies. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a little boy coming in November. Oh, congratulations. Give yeah. it up for him, man. So she said she wanted cookies, and, um, you know, I love her, so I got to do it. Go get a bucket, man. All right, that's Brandon Warren from Access Twins. Give him a give him a follow on Twitter. Give him a round of applause coming out here, hanging out at the Minnesota State Fair. We're going to talk to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. He's going to join us next, talk some Minnesota Viking football. We're a week away. All the cuts, all the trades. We'll talk to Matthew Collar next on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 